Are you sick and tired of your life and relationships being so difficult, resulting in that endless frustrating cycle of directing, correcting, and ordering the people in it, ultimately draining you of your happiness? So how are people like you and I, who care and are willing to invest in our relationships, people who are willing to take ownership of our behaviors and actions, how are we able to make the changes necessary to create intentional relationships? Well, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Lindsay K. Porter, and welcome to Enlightened Relationships. Hi, everyone, and welcome back. I am so excited to be here with you today and to share some more information with you that I just feel like really helps transform the relationships that we're experiencing and the way in which we want to show up in the relationships that we have. So last week, if you didn't catch that episode, you might want to take a listen because we talked about broken math relationships, that 50-50 relationship, and why 50-50 relationships don't work and how they keep us stuck in our relationship. Um, So if you didn't catch that, make sure you go back to listen to that episode because this week we are going to focus on what it means to be all in in our relationships, that 100%, 100% relationships, two whole and complete people coming together and working as a team and as a partnership, not measuring and tracking and scorekeeping like we talked about last week. We're going to move away from those types of relationships into this all-in relationship. And I I just want to ask you guys, like, really think about this. How does that even feel to you? Like, does an all-in relationship, does that kind of put up some fear, some concern, some worry? What if I'm going to get hurt? Like, what does this look like for you? Really get curious about the response that you're having when I talk about an all-in relationship, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. What does that look like for you? How does that make you feel? When I first heard about this, when I first, you know, had my own awareness open up to this, I was a little nervous because I was living so much from protection, and so this notion to be all-in, I, I can even remember the thought, like, yeah. I want to be in in an all-in relationship, a 100% relationship, as long as he is. Like, I I can remember that thought around this. Like, my, I'm going to tell you guys, I'm going to call it out because maybe this is speaking to some of you, but I was conditional on my all-in relationship. And if I am putting conditions on that relationship, I'm not all-in because I'm still looking towards my spouse to come up with some part of our relationship to be all in. So I want to blow that out of the water, you guys. If this is speaking to you and that's like, yeah, I kind of feel that way, then we're still not in an all-in relationship, 100% in. And so we got to examine that, okay? So before I dive into what it means to be in in an all-in relationship, a hundred percent in. I want to talk about something that for me is a very important point of reference. Something that really I had to understand to really appreciate what it means to be all in. I want to talk about, it's actually a biblical 
term. It's, it's an understanding that you can find in the Bible. Okay. It's called help meet. In Genesis chapter 2, 18, we have this verse that says that the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a help meet. So let's just examine this. I want to really understand this biblical term of help meet because it appears that over time, some of the original purpose and power of this term help meet has been lost. And so to really better understand the foundation to what marriage is, we need to understand this term of help meet. So in today's vernacular, help meet seems to indicate that a person is of lesser stature, a subject or subordinate to someone else. If that's what that means to you, if that's kind of how you view this term, like examine it for you. Okay. Really be open to hear what it is that I'm going to share with you today, because that is not the meaning of help meet. I promise you. When you carefully examine this expression, it yields an entirely different meaning altogether. In fact, if you go to Oxford English Dictionary, the attributes of the meaning are even or equal to. So even with or equal to, which adds clarity. It really does. And it provides a more correct vision of what this word is. But I want to go back to the original text in the Bible, because there's even more enlightenment that is available to you if you are open to receive. There is a biblical scholar by the name of David Freeman who really shed some light on this. Okay. The Hebrew word ezer, that is the Hebrew word where helpmate comes from. And so when you translate ezer into this English word, it translates as help. But here's the thing. Ezer is a combination of two root words. One, which means to rescue, to save, and the other meaning to be strong. So just as these root words merged into one word, so did their meaning. So at first, Ezer meant either to save or to be strong. But in time, Ezer was always interpreted as to help, which was trying to create that mixture of both of those nuances, to save and to be strong. So I want to go back again to understand Genesis right here around this term helpmate. If we take the Hebrew meaning, what this would look like is more of, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a companion of strength and power who has the saving power and is equal with him. That is the intended meaning of helpmeet. It is a companion equal and necessary in partnership. Okay? Equal and necessary to create that partnership. Really have that sink in. Take it from your mind of what you're hearing and into your heart, because this is such an important aspect when we're talking about being in a hundred percent in our relationships and our marriage to keep that intended word in mind. Here it is. If you want to be in an all in relationship, you have to focus on your hundred percent. How are you showing up or 
are we withholding and punishing and stonewalling our partner? Maybe even our children. I want you guys to know when we release expectations, we open ourselves up to what we can experience. We can show up to give love unconditionally. This means that we are complete. We are committed. We are all in. No limits, no rules, no expectations, no ifs and thens. It is all in. It is an equal partnership. I'm going to go back. Help meet. It is an equal partnership. So here it is, you guys. I'm going to do a sports metaphor, which I'm not always good at, but I'm going to do a sports metaphor here. But if we are on a football team, okay, I'm picking football because my husband's a big football fan, okay? If we are on a football team, when your partner drops the ball, when you're throwing that football down the field and they drop the ball, we don't stop the game and start yelling and criticizing our partner like, come on, we've practiced this play over and over again. How in the world are you dropping the ball on game day? Like, this is not what you're doing. I promise you what you see these football players doing is they pick up the ball and they run it downfield and they score the touchdown for the team. They get the task complete. That is a partnership in relationship. It is equal. It is not measuring and tracking what it is that we're doing, but rather when the ball is dropped, how can I pick up the ball and bring it to the end zone and score the goal? Not yelling at what our partner did or didn't do. This does not mean, you guys, I want this to be very clear. This does not mean that you become a doormat because you have no expectations. That's not what I'm saying. That is not what I'm saying at all. You have an opportunity to identify and know your standards, the beliefs by which you live completely by and live them. So if I, and I do, I have these standards of honor, integrity, respect, and love. Like I create the standard for me and I choose to live by these standards, right? And then when necessary, I create loving boundaries for me, not to keep people out. You guys, and I think that this is where boundaries sometimes get a bad rap because boundaries are viewed as how do I keep someone away or out of what it is that I can, um, I can experience, but rather It's creating a boundary for you. Okay, I'm going to go into this a little bit. When there's a screaming match going on, whether it be with my child or my husband, or there's there's contention and argument and fighting and all of those things in the heat of this moment of what is going on to try to be resolved. Like, that is not the way I want to speak to the people I love. I don't. So I have this loving boundary, and I will say something like, I love you too much to argue with you, or um, I'm not going to engage in a screaming match with you right now. So I'm going to walk away. And when we are both in cooler places, we can resume this conversation. But right now it's not going to serve either one of us. Can you guys see that? Like I'm creating the boundary of how it is that I want to be spoken to 
and engage in conversation with. And when it starts to go downhill, and I'm telling you, we're all human beings, it goes downhill, you guys, it goes downhill in the border home, again, whether with my spouse or my children. And when it does, I get to decide if I'm going to continue to engage or be the thing that notices that this isn't how I want to show up in my relationship, how I want to experience my relationship. And in a loving way, I share this boundary. And I'm telling you, my my children know when I say this, that it's done. They used to follow me around until I would get upset or until I would engage more. Like they understand that when mom says this, mom doesn't engage. I love you too much to engage in this argument or to argue, or I love you too much to engage in this screaming match. Usually the screaming matches are more with my children, but I do. I love them too much to do this. And so I walk away. Do I send them to their room? No. Sometimes I might ask, depending what's going on. But most of my children are too big for me to lift and to carry into a different room these days. (laughs) Isn't it funny how they grow up? And so they become stronger than I am myself. And so I choose to walk away. I'm not trying to get them to do anything. I've set the boundary and I walk away. And this is true for anything, you guys. Find out what your standards are, how you want to show up in this world, the impact that you want to create, and live by those standards. I am not one that drinks alcohol. I choose to not drink. I don't sit here and judge anyone that does. Like Everyone has their choice of what it is that they want to engage in. I don't drink, and that is my standard. And I'm telling you, drinking is not even a temptation for me. It's not even something I contemplate. It's not even a struggle for me. Okay. So I can be around people that drink. I have been in corporate America for many, many years. And there are times where there are business trips or business social gatherings where alcohol is served. And I had, um, I've had colleagues drinking. Like I don't sit there and go, Oh, I can't be here because my standard is not weak for me. It's not a temptation. So I can be around that and engage with people who are and still show up in love, right? Like I don't sit here and make them and their actions wrong. Now, if I was someone that struggled with alcohol, if it, if I had a drinking problem or I, I used to have a drinking problem and it was a weakness of mine, I could tell you that I might not put myself in those places, right? Not making it wrong for them, but I know me well enough that I might struggle with that. So I choose to set the boundary of me not being in those social type environments because of my weakness, not because they're wrong and bad and I don't want to be around those types of people, but because I need to strengthen my standard of how I'm wanting to live and show up in my world. And so I create that loving boundary for me to keep me safe, not to keep people out. I hope you guys can see this, okay? And that this is resonating with you. So ask, you guys, this is, I'm gonna go back to, does this mean that I'm a doormat? No, ask, ask for everything it is that you need, but ask in a way that you're open and vulnerable and that there's not a right or a wrong answer, 
oh, you guys, I had to work on that so much. I had to work on when I would ask that there was more than one right answer because I had what should be done or how they should respond. And that would be something that would still cause me pain. So I've had to work on this and it is available to each and every one of you. I promise you guys. Okay. Here it is. Love cannot reside in a resentment-filled heart. How do we get resentment? It's from these expectations, these shoulds and shouldn'ts, the, the fair and unfair, the measuring that it is that we've been doing in our relationship. That is not going to serve. So what do we need to do? We need to heal our hearts, release our expectations, and empower yourself to lead from love with the people you love the most. And if you want help with that, okay, if you guys want help, if this is speaking to you and it's resonating with you and you feel like you want some support and help in doing this, go out to my site. It should be in the show notes here, but go out to my site, lindsaykporter.com. Click the little schedule a call, the clarity call button and schedule some time on my calendar. And let's see what is available to you that might be able to help you. Here's your call to action for this week. I really want you to identify and focus on your 100%. You're all in. When you start getting those sneaky thoughts or those sneaky tactics of measuring and tracking and scorekeeping, like be aware of it. Be on to yourself that that's what's going on. And then start deciding what is it that you want to be doing instead. Remember, this life is about progress, not perfection. Awareness is the first step to becoming. Join me next week as we continue to change the lenses through which you see your relationships while becoming enlightened. Thank you for listening to Enlightened Relationships. If you are enjoying what you're hearing, then please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast to help share this message with others.